Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Deacon Bob. And I'm Father Dave. You are Father I was Dave. Say Deacon, I was going to say Deacon Dave. Well, I you, was a deacon at one time. I still am. You still are. I still am. One does not lose his diaconate. So this weekend, let's just go completely off script since we don't have one anyway. I'm leading. That's a, not true. I've got a script right here. There are three things. <laughs> well, here's the fourth thing. Okay. So this weekend, I'm going to the Diocese of Joliet. Okay. And I am doing a retreat. Nice. For deacons. Excellent. And their wives. Fantastic. I've never done such a thing before. Well, what are you going to do? I don't know. I mean, what's the topic? So I proposed it would, I because I, I like alliteration, the synergy of the sacraments mm-hmm. of service. Well, there's a lot of S's Boom. going on there. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? S- Talking about how, because holy orders, and which the diaconate is the first order of holy orders, and marriage are both considered sacraments of service where you are given grace to serve others. And I thought it might be cool, particularly since it's going to be deacons and their wives, to talk about the commonality of those sacraments of service and how they work together. I like it. I don't know how it... I don't know how they work together. I still have a few days before the retreat. It sounded like a really good idea. Well, and the thing is, is I mean, you've already been a deacon for nine months. I mean, so. I'm an expert yeah, at the yeah. topic. You I mean, know, I, I told them that when they asked me, I'm like, I've, and when they asked me, I was like a deacon for three months. I'm like, you know, I, I just, they're like, yeah, but you've done retreats before. I'm like, well, yeah, I've done lots of retreats before, but not usually for adults. I'm usually, I'm usually a hip youngster. It's funny. Uh, Father Mike Scanlon and I went to, we had invited to Peoria, Illinois one time to do this priest retreat. And so he and I were the main presenters, and they asked me to give a talk on prayer, which I was happy to do. Mm-hmm. And then when Father Mike and I were comparing— I think Peoria is in the Diocese of Joliet. Is it? I think so. I thought the diocese—I thought Peoria is its own diocese. I'm almost positive it is. Then I might be going to Peoria. I'll have to look into this okay, one. Okay, I think you ought to before you start driving <laughs> or flying. They're picking me up at O'Hare. So That's be that, all I know. Be that as it may. <laughs> so then Father Mike and I started talking, and um, no, 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 no. They asked me to speak on— uh, they asked him to speak on prayer, and they asked me to speak on persevering through the difficulties of priesthood, of the ministry. And I'd been ordained for like 18 <laughs> months, and it's like, um, Father Mike, how about we switch? Because right. in my world, everything's amazing, and I've never had anything struggle happen in 18 months of being a priest. So I yeah. said, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So I'm sure you'll give a good six months experience and. I'm, I'm bringing my guitar. I'll fill in a lot of time. With yeah, that's right. That's yeah, kind right. of what I do. That's Usually right. my line is, you know, whenever they're like, well, how long do you want to talk? I'm like, well, I only want to talk 20 minutes, but I have a guitar. So if you need me to do 40 minutes, I how can How hot is it in this room? It's it's warm. I was just starting to feel, I think it's because we closed the door. We always close the door. Do yeah. we never not close the door? I, I think it's because... Someone's trying to save money at the university. Turn off the air conditioning. And who does? <laughs> in a, oh, in a building way, that nobody uses except for us. At, at over night. The summers. At night. Yeah. yeah. yeah and that's true, and at this, night. Is a, this is an evening recording. So. Cheers. Prost. Um, and mm-hmm. Bob's shirt is from 2003. So I want to say it's officially 19 <laughs> years old. Your shirt, your t-shirt this is shirt 19 is years old. It's exceptional. So this is the shirt that I got after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Oakland Raiders 48 to 21 in Super Bowl 30. Well, 19 years ago. I don't do um, Roman numerals. There's three X's, a V, and two I's. So 43. Something like that. 
Put no, there's three X's. Four, I don't know. Anyway, that'd be thirty. So, so that shirt is older, older than any of our students that are coming on yeah, campus. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's fantastic. You know what's beautiful about this also? Nothing. January 26th. I forgot about this. January 26th, 2003. It's you your know, birthday. It's my birthday. And I oh, must have been birthday. 31, 41? I don't know. I don't know. But I just noticed that I like, what Super Bowl is that? I was that? born like, in 72, so I was, you know, maybe all the people that texted me, uh, that one year of my life is actually 2% of my life could now tell me how That's old right. I was when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers first won the Super Bowl. That's right. Not that we know because we're having a trouble getting into emails. So if you emailed us. Yeah, sorry about trouble. that. So I got a new computer, which is exciting, and our IT are working diligently on getting everybody their new computers. I've yet to figure out how to access my hope at franciscan.edu email. Keep sending emails, and by next week, God willing, We'll just spend the whole time answering emails. I'm kind of surprised we've gone this long and you haven't asked me about Juan Soto yet and what's going on. Well, I thought we were going to say that for the big finale. You want to want to lead with that? Yeah, let's do. Why? Let's not bury the lead here. So, of course, Juan Soto is a baseball player for the Washington Nationals. Yes, he wants to be the first five hundred million dollar contract. Is that right? That's his goal. Yeah, with the Nationals. No, they offered him four hundred forty million dollars. I mean, that's not enough. No. Not enough. That's, that's right. insulting. That's right. That's insulting. Man's, for man's Juan. got to raise his family. That's right. So the question is: Is all right? So when this drops, it's going to drop on Wednesday. Tomorrow is the deadline that the trades have to be made. So the question is, is he going, in fact, to be traded or not? So I am, I'm not going to be able to sleep a wink until this happens. Where might he go? Well, actually, just literally as I was coming down here, was listening to a podcast, and they were saying maybe San Francisco. It looks like they're the one Padres. of the Padres. Um, no, the Giants. Okay, San or them. Diego, San Diego is the Padres. I think he's going to the Padres. That's actually, that's one of the main people, the, the groups that they're talking about. Thank well. you. Yeah, you've always stayed on top of baseball. So I do. My fingers folks on the pulse. Just, I know, I know everybody out here listening is like, I can't imagine what's going to happen. They're on the edge of their seat. You know, at the conference this weekend, it was so great. One of the, a woman comes up to me and she goes, I just want you to know, because you always joke about it. My husband loves your guys' podcast. Nice. And I said, that's so cool. And she said, like at the beginning, he'll like fill me in on what, what we're talking about and what we're saying. And <laughs> That's stuff. great. So it was really funny. I got to meet a number of wonderful people over the past weeks and this weekend. That I, one of them was named Robbie. Hello, Robbie. Uh, and others that came up and said it. Speaking of sports, um, Bill Russell passed, passed away. away. Yeah. 11-time yeah. NBA champion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, five-time MVP. Yeah. Uh, and an amazing human being. Really? Uh, oh, He's a good person? Just a very... Oh, cool. Actually, as I've been listening to a lot of the things about him, everybody just says he was a great basketball player. He was a better human. Uh, That's cool. uh, a, a pioneer in civil rights. That's cool. You know, uh, particularly... It's interesting. I was even listening to a Boston sports writer talk about how, at the time that he was a player for the Celtics, how, unfortunately... Yeah. Um, Boston doesn't have a good track record. Boston doesn't have a good track record on racial incidents and um, or racial tolerance, and particularly in that period of time, and just what he was to that city and how he stood up for it. Actually, I guess in his obituary, he just he said, "All I wanted in my obituary was I was a man." Oh, that's cool. And and it was just not only about being manly, but about being human. You know, like all the issues of people looking down on him because of his race and just just the dignity of who that's he was. Really cool. He's an amazing person that's cool. and. We need more great role models like that in sports. Amen to that. And he's no Juan Soto. No, he's not. What about Watson? Or uh, and he's definitely no six Deshaun. games. So Deshaun Watson got suspended only for six games. Right. People are saying a lot more than that. So I'm surprised it's only six games. Let's go Cleveland. And now the NFL's in a weird position. 
How so? Well, so they brought in an independent arbiter, okay. arbitrator, yep. uh, a retired federal judge, yep. uh, a woman, who made the ruling of the six-game suspension. Okay. So now the NFL is in a funny place because a lot of people are saying it should be more. The NFL can appeal this. Okay. The NFL can say, no, we want the year because they thought they were going to get a year and they only got six games. But this was the first high-profile case they did with this other outside right, arbitration. Right, right, right. In, so if you're person. in the NFL, do you go against this high-profile woman arbiter who came down with this ruling to yeah, say, no, yeah. actually, you need to punish him more, more when right. you set her up to be right, right, right. the most That's unbiased That's voice that's a good point. It's, 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 they're in a, well, they're in a tough, they're in a tough it's situation. It's an interesting thing. Obviously, there's something like 24 lawsuits against this guy. I mean, it, it's... But none of them made it past the grand jury. No, that was the criminal case. The this criminal is, case. Oh, I apologize. Case. Yeah. This is yeah, right. a civil case. Right. And 22 of the 24 have settled. So un- undoubtedly, he did some bad, stupid things. Yeah. But what it does say, especially you know, with this woman being the one who's the arbitrator that says only six games, with every... Every, every situation like that, there's so much that you don't know. Yeah. You know, again, I, I think, at least by all standards, he's he's just disgusting in many ways with some of the things that are absolute. But there's just, you just don't know everything that goes into this. So, right. Yeah, that's interesting. Six games. There you go. Done. Cleveland Browns. They're going to lose anyway. Sorry, Cleveland. Sorry. I love you, Cleveland, but your, okay, football, just, your football track record. Just, I liked Baker Mayfield. I think everybody so did. I, so did I, actually, and his commercials were best. His commercials were fantastic. If if only for that, keep them. Okay, so the other really important thing is I started watching The Captain. With uh, Wait, don't tell me his name. Don't tell me his name. Uh, he was married to J-Lo, right? What are you doing? Stop it. Uh, and he played with A-Rod. Yep. Uh, Derek Rams? Jeter. Yes. Derek Jeter. Yes. Yep. Yes. yes. Yeah, so it's, I don't know how many parts it is. I mean, every sports person apparently now needs to do their own documentary. So Derek Jeter's doing is this Is this run by Derek Jeter's production company? Just like Michael Jordan's yeah, was probably, run by Michael probably, Jordan's production probably. company. Isn't that, that is kind of the weird thing. People are like, oh, wow, the documentary makes Michael Jordan look so good. He's like, yeah, who is paying? Yeah, that's because, that's now, Mike, right. By the way, Michael Jordan is that good. Like it's, you know, but no, you don't think so? No, I thought. I didn't actually I, see everything. I thought it made him look awful. I mean, just, I think it probably is a fair... What's term. the name of this thing that we're talking about? The so Captain. People, no, 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 the Michael Jordan one. The Last Dance. The Last Dance. That's what yeah, it's called. Yeah, I hear it kind of dissed on Pippin a bit. It, oh, totally did. Yeah. It dissed on everybody. I mean, Jordan... Michael, uh, uh, Scotty Pippen is one of my favorite basketball players ever. I like Scotty more than Michael. Yeah. Not saying Scotty's better than of Michael. Of course not. Of course but not. I just like Scotty a lot yeah, more. Yeah, so anyway, so I watch, I love baseball. Have I mentioned that before? Really? Yeah baseball yep there you go so it's good it's called the captain um is it good it is good so what we've decided bob and i are going to do instead of doing a scripture study we're going to do a thing on the yankee baseball i thought we were going to do man in the arena featuring tom brady i like it nice i like it nice all right we're done good times do we have an 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 announcement or uh, a plug a plug you know the only plug i can think of right now is everybody should watch the movie paddington 2 I've never heard of it. Have you heard of Paddington? No. You know the little bear that has the red hat and the coat? <laughs> no. Paddington bear? No. Okay, well, there's a movie called Paddington, which is good, but Paddington 2... Is a children's movie, I suppose. I mean, I think for the child and all of us. Mm. It's exceptional. Okay. You know, last time I was talking about the unbearable weight of massive talent? Yeah. They have a line in there where they're arguing about the greatest movies of all time, and yeah. one of them says Paddington 2... 
And oh. Nicolas Cage, you know, is just like, that's, you can't, know, you know, and he's like, have you seen it? And he's like, no. And then the next scene is just Nicolas Cage watching Paddington 2 with tears running down that's his funny. eyes. But actually, it's really true. I, I, I watched it with some, uh, with the band kind of as a uh, recovery of the weekend. We saw uh, Three Amigos, which in Spanish would be Trace Friends, and Paddington 2. Okay, I missed it. I oh. know, yeah, because you had like some kind of yeah, 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 council, dang, meeting. council so, meeting. All right, so, so we don't have a plug. So everybody, there you go. Come to Franciscan University. Go to franciscan.edu and send all your children here or Seriously, yourself. Seriously, though, like three weeks from today, students are showing up. That's incredible for orientation. Three weeks from now. I won't be teaching any classes. Well, that's right. You're taking a sabbatical. It's really say weird. Say a word about that. I will. Um, so I applied for a sabbatical. It's not automatically given, but every seven years you're up for it. And I'm going to spend the time uh, for the fall semester writing about youth ministry. So when you apply for a sabbatical, you need to make an argument as to how it uh, increases your scholarship, how it helps the church, you know, particularly in my field of catechetics how it helps the university. And so a lot of the courses I teach are on youth and young adult ministry. And so I hope to dig into uh, writing a book and doing some consulting for uh, stuff on youth ministry. I'm super excited about it. And it's a little weird to not be prepping for classes. For classes. That's right. Yeah, I don't, yeah. It's going to be like, I'm going to feel like I'm missing out on something. Because I, lo I love teaching. I love teaching. Yeah. But I also know... I've always, I've, you know, years I've been thinking I should write a book, I should write a book, I should write a book. I think it'll be really helpful to a lot of people out there. And so I'm so grateful that, you know, the university granted this and that it even You're offers welcome. this kind of thing. Thank you, Father Dave Pavanka. You're welcome. My heart will ever be grateful to you, Father Dave Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, I got back. Uh, what does pavanka mean again? Uh, it's, it's like, like a goat farmer or a, something. Yeah, exactly. It's a or a type of flower, but I could see where you get them mixed up. Yeah, sure. So I got back. I was uh, at a conference this weekend in or up until Friday in California, and I had an opportunity to spend some time with Bishop Drew Cousins. Oh, fun! I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just great, and and he's an alum. No, no he's not. But he I'm helped us with of another youth conferences. One. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, he helped yes, us with absolutely. Youth conferences yeah. a lot. Um, so it was just, he's in charge. He's the bishop in charge of the Eucharistic Congress that'll take place in 24. Right. In Indianapolis. And honestly, it was so great. Franciscans again at work with him and, and, and the United States bishops and helping bring this, carry this out and That's make great. this happen. But honestly, it was just really, really exciting to be with him and to hear the vision of what this is going to do. And it, it really, I've, I've seen some of the outlines and stuff, and we've had one of our faculty members really actively involved in that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's Super well, cool. And the thing is, is I'm not sure, <laughs> I shouldn't have said this. I'm not sure exactly what is public and what I can talk about. Okay. Um, but uh, there's some really, really cool things that are going to happen. So wait, can you give it like a, what can you tell us? Do you even know what you can tell us? Have you already gone too far? No, no. I know that it, it's, it's the Congress is going to take place in July. I think I've got it on my calendar. I think July 19th in 2024 in Indianapolis. Okay. They want to make it kind of like a World Youth Day atmosphere, but not World Youth Day. So, but for adults and, and parishes and families. Okay. So each diocese is going to have a certain number of people that can be present to it. Um, and they want just different events that are going on during the mornings and afternoons. And like the axe throwing? 
Probably, probably. Yeah. And is it Lucas Stadium? Is that the Lucas Oil Lucas Stadium? Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah. So that will be where the you know the major plenary sessions mm-hmm. are. Uh, it's just it's going to be yeah really really beautiful. It's obviously the statistics say that the vast majority of Catholics don't have a understanding of the Eucharist. Right. I mean, they were doing of, of of Catholics who were going to Mass. So this is not, and that's a, that's an important stat. But keep going. Okay. Well, this one I'm going to talk about. I'm not sure it's the same one that you mentioned, but oh. they these are individuals who are going to Mass, and and they ask them the question: the the Eucharist, the bread and wine, is a symbol of Jesus's body and blood, or the bread and wine is the body and blood of Jesus. A third of the people who go to Mass every Sunday got that wrong. Yeah. So, and then against Catholics in general, it's what, 75, 80%. No, that's what I wanted to say, because that is, it's still a scary statistic. Like one out of three Catholics that go to Mass on a regular basis don't realize the presence of Mm -hmm. Jesus Mm -hmm. in the Eucharist. But sometimes, because the general stat is like 70% of Catholics, but these are people they poll and they don't necessarily go to mass all the time. Right. So right. I think the more telling stat is, is that one, that three? one yeah, out of three yeah, in the exactly. pew. Exactly. I mean, now you want everybody to know it, but you can almost, well, if you're not going to church on a regular basis, I mean, how do we know what you know anyway? Okay. So this will keep people coming back. Okay. <gasps> okay. I am. Well, one of the things I know I can talk about is one of the things that they're asking for is what they're calling Eucharistic missionaries. Oh. And it's men and women who will commit during this time to do a holy hour in front of the Blessed Sacrament for an hour, one hour a week, and then to pray these certain prayers for the church and the, revi- for the revival of the Eucharistic devotion. Yeah. So I told the bishop, I said, Bishop, I can get you a thousand on my <laughs> campus alone. He was so excited. Right. He was so right. excited. But that's one thing that the people are going to be able, once the website is up, they'll be able to go on and sign up and be a Eucharistic missionary, which is just a really cool thing. That is awesome. The other is I think they've got about 50 priests Okay. that had been commissioned from the USCCB to go around the country and preach on the Eucharist. So, oh. um, And it's cool. They, at the expense of the bishops, if you want them to come, one of the priests to come to your parish and do that, the bishops will pay for it so that it doesn't cost the parish anything to oh. come on the first time. So they're just doing some really, really neat, cool Any cool deacons? I don't no. know. Probably not. No. Probably not. No. Well, actually, because we kind of have families and stuff, it's hard for us to bop around and preach. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So that's, it was great. It was great. It was great. And and then I came home for the last conference, uh, for part of the last conference, obviously. It defending was defending the, faith. the faith. Yeah, great conference. Yeah, it was a good weekend. Oh, it was awesome. Good. Yeah. Good. It really feels like we're back. I mean, I know I don't think the numbers are exactly back, but no, at least adults, the energy and the feel adult of Adult conference pre- was 79% of what we were in 2019. Okay. We just had a meeting today about it. Yeah, oh, so well, we're, get, we're getting there. Yeah, well, it was a wonderful conference. Yeah. Um, Defending the Faith is really led by Scott Hahn, who always gives the uh, Saturday keynote, and he did awesome. I mean, he always does great. He's such a great... Preacher, you know what's funny? I don't know if I should say I'll just say it because I started to. I'm always surprised doing these conferences every year how nervous Scott gets before mm-hmm. his talk. Like, I mean, he's such a home run hitter. It's just like, Scott, you could just be like, You're going to be okay. Bubba the bubba the bubba. And people are going to be like, Oh, that was amazing. Scott on. But he really, but I, you know, what I appreciate about it is how seriously he takes preaching the word. Yeah. Like, he doesn't. You know, he could just be like, eh, I'm just going up there and I'm pulling something out that I've done before. Right. I think particularly for Defending the Faith, because that's really kind of his, his wheelhouse. It's his conference. It's almost like I got to I gotta give the best of what I can give. And it's it's just fun. It's always fun to watch. It's always a blessing to be a part of the worship. And the folks that show up are great. It's a wonderful end to the semester. The student workers We're work phenomenal. so hard We're over phenomenal. the summer. And 
uh, you Can know, they were all that celebrating about being nervous real quick. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So one of the speakers at the conference this week came up to me and he told me he was nervous. He said, would you mind me praying for praying with me for a second? I said, not at all. But I actually said to him that, and there's a kind of this nervous kind of energy every time yeah. I still preach or, right. or speak. And I said, I think part of that is first off, it's, it's good because it, requires that we turn to the Lord. It's not just, oh, I'm just so good at this. I can just get right. and do it. And then there's a humility to that. Mm. You know, the fact that we're, we, we want to do a good job. We want to do a good job, not just because we want, but we want the people to be blessed by what we're right. doing. So it was just funny. This, you know, this guy who speaks all over the country, he says, would you mind praying for me a little bit? Yeah. Say, That's fine. Yeah, I think people sometimes that come to conferences don't realize how, like, absolutely freaked out. Like, even with youth conferences, I was talking to a friend of mine who was a host, and he said, yeah, the first couple years of hosting, like we would do the team dinner, I'd go in the bathroom, I'd puke, and then we'd start the conference. And, you know, you know, a lot of times we just fake the confidence that we have up there, but we're just as scared, mm -hmm. if, if not anything. It was actually one of the nice things we talked about this last week. I know the youth conference was fearless, but a lot of the speakers just regularly started to say, I just want you all to know I'm actually scared half to yeah, death yeah. to speak in front of a group of teenagers. And sometimes just like, really? It's like, yeah, we all are. I mean, it's we want to say the right thing. We want to give glory to the Lord. We yeah. certainly don't want to say something so stupid. I mean, you know, we've all, maybe you haven't, but if you do a lot of public speaking, eventually there's yeah, words absolutely. that just come out of absolutely. your mouth. It's like you're watching them come out of your mouth and you're like, that's not at all what I meant to, but you're like, but I can't get, yeah, yeah. I can't get those words back well, right we, now. We were at our, at our time of social last night, the friars, we were talking about, about speaking and there was a speaker that was at this event and somebody said, I just don't agree with everything he says. And I said, I don't agree with everything I say. You know? <laughs> right. So, yeah. What are you talking yeah, about? It's a, little, it's a little tricky to do yeah, that. Yeah. So, but it was a wonderful summer. Uh, thanks for all of you who came. I know we just mentioned it earlier, but that came up and said how much I, I it's fun is in those conferences, I'm kind of running from one thing to another, but even just in the hallway, love your podcast. I'm yeah. like, oh, and I assume it's, they had hope could be speaking with deacons, which I haven't recorded in like nine months. I, I, I assume it was they that hope. It's probably fair. Something. It's fair. Look, just just, just an, analytics-wise. Just, just spitballing <laughs> just, here, are you? Just spitballing. Yeah, yeah. Probably they that hope. It was yeah. actually probably that one episode that we did with Heather Kim that yeah. that broke the internet because right. people love abiding together. Amen. 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 No, that was a great summer. It really was. Although it's funny, I was saying to somebody, um, you think I've been doing this long enough that I'd remind myself, because I was thinking, I can't wait till summer comes so we can slow down a bit. That, <laughs> that, <laughs> that summers don't slow down. No. Yeah. But they're a, diff they're a fun, different kind of energy. It must, be, it must be weird for you now as president doing conferences. I mean, like for yeah. me as a faculty member, it's great because I stopped teaching in May. So I just shift my workload sure, sure, sure. into music and conferences, and then I kind of shift it back. You used to be similar. I mean, mm -hmm. before you were president, you were traveling and preaching. Sure, so all summers long. Yeah, yeah, you were yeah. just kind of doing it. How is it, how is it like – president and because you did a couple youth conferences you did yeah yeah a few different so things. well first off it's really cool to do it as president there's a just a relationship between the congregation the people and being able to be the president and so that's really cool but also it gives me just an opportunity to talk a little bit about more specifically about the university which i always love to do so yeah it was great how do you feel like when people call you father president is that kind of cool or is it kind of weird it's kind of weird is it yeah yeah all right there you go <laughs> We don't need to say anything no, more about we'll that. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I still am getting used to people calling me Deacon Bob. All right, DB. Or Dr. Deacon. DB. I'm never exactly sure what to do. Decibel. DB. DB. Okay, so um, yesterday, 
Love was such an easy game to play. Now I need a place to hide away. Oh, I believe. Did you like that movie? I did in yesterday. That was another kind of fun, quirky. I liked it. Did About you? About the guy who woke up. And, yeah. Yeah. I actually, somebody told me it was awful. What's the name of it? No, it wasn't awful. It's no. called Yesterday. Yes, clever, <laughs> clever. No, so it's about a guy who, like something happens and the whole world has never heard of the Beatles. So he plays right. a song and they're like, that's the most amazing song. And he realizes that they've never. He's a songwriter and he starts playing a Beatles. So he has like this accident. He wakes up. He's with his friends. He gets a new guitar. He starts playing a song written by the Beatles and they're like. That's it's the most, most amazing song we've ever heard. And he's like, shut up. Yeah, I know. It's a great song. He's like, did you write that? He's like, shut up. What are you talking about? And then he realizes he Googles, he's in a he world. Googles the Beatles, right? And then it comes up a Beatle. The, yeah, Beatle yeah. Never, the Beatles never happened. And so he actually starts pretending like oh, he's songs. writing yeah, yeah. these songs, which is great. It's a great cameo with Ed Sheeran. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. You know, who's like so intimidated by this guy's songwriting prowess. It's no, a fun, I, I, I it was a it cute was story. Somebody I told it was really me fun. It was, I thought it was actually fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Portion Club, okay, so, or what? <laughs> well, that was yesterday, the weirdest transition. Yesterday was a feast of the Portion Club. Okay. Oh, that's where you were going Yeah, with that's it. where I was going with that. Right, yesterday being, of course. Tomorrow. Right. <laughs> yeah. But August 2nd, so whenever you're listening to this. Uh, and it's really, honestly, for Friars, it's one of the, the favorite feasts of the church. Is and that it, right? Yeah. But you know what? Bigger than the transitus? One of the feasts. Ah, uh, no, because the transitus is. No. Rank them, rank them for me in well, terms I mean, of the, the, like Franciscan feasts. Well, the Transitus is part of the Feast of Francis, okay. so that's certainly so that's number, number one. one. Um, I would say honestly, Portiuncula is maybe two or three Feast of the Stigmatas in the top. You know, What's as the far feast as of the Stigmata, September something. Is Bonaventure up there? Yeah, Bonaventure is July twenty fifth. Yeah, we do that actually yeah. in one of the yeah. conferences. Yeah, it's one of the really top. I mean, Anthony's probably number two after Francis. Okay. But, you know, I've been thinking more and just, and actually, I've, I feel sorry for some of the team that travel with me because they hear me see the, say the same <laughs> thing all the time. But, but I've been reflecting on the walls, right? The walls that surround Assisi. And for Francis, he didn't want to live outside the walls. The walls, outside the walls was, everyone was insignificant. They had no power. They had no influence. The, the, the center of action was inside the wall. And that's where the church was too. The, and there was physically a big wall. Right, right. Exactly. exactly. Like in most medieval cities. Right. So, right. you know, so the, the chapels and stuff outside the walls were often in ruins and they're just, you know, poverty and poor and he just wasn't interested in that. And that's obviously, so Francis has, begins his conversion and he feels more and more drawn outside the city walls. And this mm. for him was really just the fact that he was being drawn outside the walls was significant for him. And then it was outside the city walls that he goes to the, the San Damiano and hears the Lord say, rebuild my church. And it's outside. And that was, uh, I thought that was, oh, I guess maybe they moved the icon because now it's in. It's inside the city walls. It's but in at Santa the time. Chiara, right. It was outside the city walls. Oh, I didn't know right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. In a church that was falling in ruins. Now, obviously, San Damiano is not anymore. But, and then the other church was the Porziancola. Mm. And it's just, Again, in Francis's time, it was a humble church that was falling into ruins, and he began to rebuild it. And he would eventually tell the Pope that uh, the that the Blessed Mother revealed to him that it was her favorite church, which was a little bit of a problem because they had just built St. Mary Major <laughs> in Rome, right? So it's like this massive, beautiful basilica, and it's like this little church we just built. But um, it's also it's actually the most highly indulged indulgence church in the in the church. Really, but yeah, but for the for the friar, the Portiuncula is just. I don't know. It's simple. It's familiar. I mean, so many of our students, when they come back as alumni, 
you know, they want to go to the Crazy King and they want to go to the Port Uncle right. just to be able to spend time in those. So, yeah, I was really amazed the first time I went to Assisi to to see a replica of our chapel. Yeah, in, in, in Assisi. In Assisi, that well, was that was that was impressive. It was. It's interesting because a lot of people don't know, but the Port Uncle is inside a larger church. So, yeah. Our Lady of the Angels and then the Port Uncle. So it's really cool. This little teeny church is protected by this massive big church. But I remember when we did the sign of contradiction. We they they assigned us they allowed us in the chapel in the Portsiancola Church the massive church by ourselves like at nine o'clock at night they said you guys have two hours you can film take pictures all this which was just phenomenal wow you know, turn on lights turn off lights everything we wanted and they assigned us this this prior that was maybe twenty one years old it's like all right you take <laughs> care of these guys yeah so we said to them we said uh you know we, we were thinking about being able to film with a drone and they said no we can't let you use a drone because the city and the buildings around and all that and we said no 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 inside we want to do inside and they, again twenty one year old goes we've never done that before yeah so <laughs> so I'm sure it's the last thing you probably never let anybody else but right so if you've not seen the sign of contradiction yeah how can people see that it's a wonderful if you don't know what he's talking about Father Dave did. A documentary, maybe yep, it's about yep. an hour and a half. Yep, hour and twenty-four long. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. There you go. So that would be about 80, an hour and a half. eighty-four minutes. Yep. Thank you. And um, yeah, it's just beautiful. Uh, just about the life of Saint Francis of Assisi. Mm-hmm. I don't know when the director's cut will come out. I had volunteered to be play the role of Saint Francis in some allegedly found footage of of St. Francis. Well, and if you pay really close attention, really you'll be close. able to see that. Yeah. 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 It's, you just have to look yeah, if you super go to, close. If, if you, you see to, it in HD 3D. Yeah. If you go to Wild Goose TV, you can you can get access to it there. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, speaking of cool film stuff, you're about to oh, do... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to say about the port? I, I, have, I have a question. Movies. Okay. Uh, is there any other place that has a replica of the port? Like we oh, have yeah, here lots of places. Campus? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. If you've ever been to the uh, Franciscan Monastery in Washington, D.C., they've got one. Okay. Yep. No, there's actually there's lots of them. Okay, so we're not that special. No, not at all. Okay, not at all. So, but we are special. <laughs> yeah. So, so I've got yeah. So thanks, but, thanks for that throw in. Like, oh wait, I'm supposed. Yeah. I am Father President. But um, yeah, we're um starting actually Saturday. We're working on a new series for Wild Goose. Uh, and it's going to be so. There was the Wild Goose, and then there's Metanoia, which really focuses on conversion in Jesus. And this one is going to be on the Father. Okay. So we're going to start filming on Saturday. We'll probably get maybe a, half, a third of the filming done in that next week and then throughout the next semester try to get the rest right. of the filming in. And when so, am I going on there? What do you mean? You are. It's going to be your picture. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Father. Yeah. Nice. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But um, actually— That's if, almost like being on the cover of Madden. That's okay, like let, such an honor. Let me just say, if you haven't seen the episode that Bob is—he's in several episodes of The Wild Goose, but— the episode that we do on the father, just that one small episode on the spirit of adoption, which Bob tells the story, is a phenomenal episode. So if you haven't seen that, yeah, praise God. And I get I get so many people that come up and yeah. just say how blessed they were yeah, by yeah, them. Yeah, so that's, that's super really, cool. That's really good. So yeah, so keep that in your purse, people. So tell me about like how many episodes is it going to be? Like, seven episodes. Okay. Seven episodes. Uh, we're going to spend one hour ish each. Is that kind of no, the... no, no, about thirty minutes. Oh, okay. Yep. And we're gonna the one of the episodes will really be just focusing on. On, actually, you say this in Wild Goose is that Christian revelation is that we have a God who's Father. Mm. You know, so that's part of the one of the episodes. It's funny, one of the episodes is on our earthly Father. Okay, um, and and you know, bury the lead here, and I'm going to talk about this. But the, in many ways, our relationship with God begins with our relationship with our earthly Father. Yeah. So if there's a struggle there, we often have a struggle with uh, the Heavenly Father. But so I've had over the years, I don't know. 
hundreds of people who have talked about how difficult their fathers were and they weren't mm. present and all that. But rarely does somebody come and say, I wasn't a very good son or I wasn't. So we're actually doing one of the episodes. One of the episodes is what does it mean to be a son or daughter? You know, um, and one of the episodes is going to be, you know, the father of lies and how the evil one wants to lie to us about our identity and about who the father is. Um, you know, one of the episodes is the priest is father. So mm. yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's, I hope it's going to be good. I Where are you will. going? I mean, part of the beauty, if you haven't seen any of these video series, um, 4 PM media does such beautiful, an exceptional beautiful, job. Beautiful, yeah. Like what, where were you walking? Like where you're walking in the sand? What was that shot? From? Yeah, it was on in the desert between kind of near Arizona, California, Mexico border where they come together. Those are about, that was pretty sweet. About two and a half, three hours, probably three hours yeah. east of San Diego. So where will you be filming these ones? We're actually going to film. We're going to start where I was born, where I grew up. Durango? Yeah, just, yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, we just kind of think that. And then we're going to work our way towards uh, Phoenix. And so we're going to do a couple of episodes between Colorado, Grand Canyon, Sedona Desert, Phoenix. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. Bob, it's beautiful. I really want to go to it. It really is. I really want to go to it. It's really, really beautiful. It's stunning. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate that. that Yeah. And speaking of upcoming things, uh, you know, we have been, um, you know, we got a lot of great feedback from our seven uh, virtues Mm -hmm. and from our also focusing on the Our Father. We Mm -hmm. might put that together as a super cut and release that a little bit later. But... um, We've decided that, you know, many people said, keep doing that kind of stuff. And then we asked you, please email us with your ideas of future things. And I can't read any of your emails, so we just came up with our own idea. But maybe the next thing we do will be based on something you all recommended. And I actually recommended to Father Dave uh, the letter to the Philippians. And Father Dave was like, yeah. I love that. I do too, actually. So we're going to break it up into how many pieces? I don't know, probably like five or six, I think. Okay. I mean, we'll just kind of see how the conversation goes. But, okay. you know, when I was younger, that was uh, a real profound, I mean, it's only four chapters. So it's short, it's sweet, uh, it's joyful. And yeah, so uh, starting next week, in our next episode, we're going to take the end of our podcasts and we're just going to start reading together Paul's letter to the Philippians. And you've been to Philippi. I have. I haven't. I have. I forgot about that. You know, one one pilgrimage I would like to do with you, Uh one I would like to do would be the Footsteps of St. Paul. That's so cool. Yeah. Do you do those anymore? Yeah, I've done done that particular one, I think, three times. Yeah, we're starting actually, please, Lord, with the weather. I mean, COVID and all that. Uh, We're actually doing Oberammergau. So we're going to do Oberammergau. What's that? Which is a passion play that they've done every 10 years for 450 years. Oh, that's in, in, in Germany, America, right? Germany, right? Yeah, okay, okay. So that one, we'll start with the passion play. We'll go to Munich, Bratislava, or Munich, Prague, Bratislava, Budapest. So please, Lord, if COVID it kind of stays away, we'll start. When start would that up. be? It's in September. Oh, I was going to say, if it was in November, the Buccaneers are playing in Munich. Are you serious? Yeah. Actually, they're like, this is the first time they're doing an NFL game in Germany. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't time out well. Calendar. With your... <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we'll, we'll begin the Bible study next week. Yeah. Cool. That sounds great. And that'll be awesome. That sounds great. Well, thank you all for listening. Do you want to close us in a, sure. a prayer? Sure. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love, and we thank you for your mercy. Continue to turn our hearts to you. Jesus, we pray for that person listening who's having the most difficulty today, mm-hmm. the one that doesn't know that they're loved or doesn't feel seen or doesn't feel 
your presence, Lord, that you'd break into their life and let them know that you're present to them. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Dave. And thanks all of you, uh, all of you that we got to see over the summer. Such a grace, such a blessing. Send me an email. Send us an email, hope at franciscan.edu by next week. I'm sure I'll have access. Or send a pigeon. (laughs) Maybe you can write like a letter. Yeah, that's right. Something like that.